0: Brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Cause that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smokin' host, the good old boys.
1: Suds, Suds, it's time for more Suds!
2: Hey everybody, welcome to another Suds episode, where every beer is worth discussing. This is good old gal Juliana, and with me, as always, is my bitter half, good old boy Dave.
3: I'm going to assume you meant that as extra special bitter. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, I'll never tell. We'll air that out later (laughs) Uh, With us also is Reverend Mark Hello, good to be here And good old boy Kendall Hey everyone, great to be here again Kendall and his wife uh, Actually have a Don't laugh already That's not the funny part So Kendall and his wife Have a blog that they do each week We'll find out more about that At the end of the show
2: Yay. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by Peabody Wine and Beer Merchants in lovely Boone, North Carolina. They carry the largest and most eclectic selection of wine and beer in the Southeast. If you can't get up the mountain, get to them online at www.peabodyswineandbeer.com.
3: And if you can get up the mountain and get to Boone, Make sure you go to the Pat Boone Museum and Artifact Collection. It is dedicated to the city's founder and chief resident where it is he killed a bar when he was three.
2: A bar?
1: Yeah. Mm, Dave. I think I think (laughs) that's
3: Daniel Boone. Don't you think? Wikipedia is struck again.
2: (laughs) Oh boy. Stay off the internet there, Dave. Um our sud segments are all about beer, beer, and you guessed it, more beer. Today's show is a lovely brewery takeover episode. We're going to discuss beer from Cigar City in Tampa, Florida. Yay! Yay. Mm. Okay, so the beers that we are going to be discussing today include Florida Cracker, High Hilai the White Oak version. Invasion Pale Ale, Maduro Brown Ale, Florida Man Double IPA, Florida Man. Big Sound Scotch Ale, Azimuth Session Ale, or sorry, Azimuth Session IPA, the Holly Ollie IPA.
3: I think that's Jolly Ollie.
2: Is it Jolly Ollie? Okay, sorry. <laughs> that's jolly.
3: This time it's Jolly with a J.
2: Sorry. <laughs> sorry, let me rephrase that jolly ollie ipa and the impy barbicane moon gun wow one thing we won't be talking about today is the word stout it would have been great to have some hoona poo but um unfortunately we can't get it
3: what um, sort of poo is that hoona poo mm. mm. poo in the can <laughs> or poo in the bottle Kind of poo.
2: Um, I guess both, right? Could it come both ways? I don't even think it's what only bottled. Is it only in a bottle? Okay, fine.
4: Okay. Okay. Whoa.
2: And.
3: <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> you like that button? Stuck there a little dude? bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a well documented lover of stouts, I this really makes me sad. But, you know, for hopheads amongst us, you're all going to be really happy today.
0: Yeah, part of the challenge in covering breweries with local and regional distribution is availability. Special releases, you know, really can just be a case of dumb luck whether you can get it or not. You have to be in the right place at the right time. And for some of these breweries, even year-round releases are a challenge. According to Cigar City's website, uh, they're distributed in their home state of Florida, of course, but also New York, Virginia, Georgia, and good old boy Mike's favorite state, Alabama. Alabama.
4: And <laughs> once again,
0: well, you know
1: that's one reason why collaboration brews are so wonderful. Uh, they're great. They're a great way for brewers uh, to get their beer and their name out to people who might not get a chance to know about them otherwise. So Cigar City or CCB, as their friends call them, uh, has done a lot of collaboration brews with brewers like. Smith, Seventh Son, Boulevard, New Belgium, Terrapin, Swamphead, Head, Funky Buddha, Nantahala, Great Lakes, Coronada, McKellar,
3: and Evil Twin, just to name a few. McKellar and
0: Evil Twin, I wonder which brother they like best. That's an impressive list, but the one that sticks out is Nantahala. That is a small brewery in a very small town, so that's that's cool of them. They yeah. must have
2: a friend, or know a friend, yeah. I have a friend who's a brewer
3: well, or something. And geographically, like they're all over the place, too. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I floated down the Mount to Hollow once. Really? Is that the same thing we're talking about? Maybe. Same, Yeah,
0: same place. It's a cold
4: <laughs> river. It's cold in August.
0: <laughs>
2: All right. Well, we're not going to get into any family drama here between McKellar and Evil Twin. But anyways, let's learn a bit about Cigar City in the words of owner and founder Joe Redner, courtesy of graphpeer.com. So, good old boy Kendall. You know how to read. Take it away.
0: Well, I don't do a great Joe Redner Impersonation, so this is just in my own voice. <laughs> okay. My path toward opening a brewery began in 1994 when I traveled to Portland, Oregon, for a wedding. Prior to this trip to this hops laden land of the Pacific Northwest, I'd only dabbled with a few craft beers and imports available to me in Florida. I'd certainly never had freshly brewed craft beer. In Portland, my taste buds were exposed to beers I'd never imagined, and to freshness and freshness and craftsmanship, I never tasted. I became a beer lover during that trip. In the years that followed, I began to plan my vacations and travels around beer destinations, always looking for new beer experiences. Boy, I know that feeling. These are my words, but I do the same thing. So back to Joe's (laughs) words. (laughs) Years later, I took up home brewing. In 2004, I started writing a column about beer for the St. Petersburg Times, which allowed me to spread the good word about American craft beer to a mostly non-beer-focused audience. In the back of my mind, I dreamed of bringing the vibrancy and creativity I discovered in the craft beer scenes of other regions to Tampa. There was never a single aha moment for me. I just started taking small steps towards making the dream a reality. In the beginning, it consisted of getting an idea for what startup costs might be. Then I began figuring costs for raw ingredients, rent, build-outs, and salaries. Later came the year-long stretch for start, or search for startup money. Back when my dream was just still a dream, I concluded that my hometown of Tampa hadn't always done the best job of exporting its unique history and culture. I wanted to educate people about the town I loved as much as I grew to love craft beer. I made up my mind that spreading the word about Tampa and its Cuban-American heritage and its past as the world's leading producer of cigars would be an integral part of what I do at Cigar City Brewing. With that pretty basic mission... Make interesting beers and share Tampa's history. I finally sold my first batch of commercially brewed beer in March of 2009. Nice, Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. and I'm glad they did. Me too. Yeah,
2: ain't that there the truth? Go. So before we get started, you know, into the beer and stuff, what was your first? recollection of cigar city i mean cigar city is one of those where you know it's a i almost want to say it's like a whale of a brewing company that everyone strives to have you know if not on hand at their home um you know at least seek out once a year um you're right kendall what was your what's your first
0: um the first time i ever tasted it was the highlight Mm-hmm. Um, a mm-hmm. friend had mm-hmm. uh, some of that that they had brought back from Florida probably about three years ago you know I'd heard the legends of Hoonapoo but Highlight was the first beer I ever tasted and I realized it was a quality IPA and this was a brewery that was living up to its hype
2: yeah. Yeah. Mark?
1: Well for me every May, June um, we vacationed down on the Panhandle and so it was a couple of years ago um, I was just Really looking around, and I have to say the Piggly Wigglies are doing a much better job these days. But in years past, <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a beer wasteland. But mm. uh, but I was uh, the so the first cigar city uh, six pack that I you know my eyes fell upon, and it certainly seemed to uh, describe what I was hungry for or thirsty for that day was uh, the Florida Cracker, and uh, mm. you know things were. Sugar, you know, Sugar Beach, and just intense heat and hiding out under an umbrella with a couple of six packs of that stuff iced down. It was just so good.
0: That's a great beach beer. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's cool, Dave.
3: Well, you may not know this about me, but I was born on a fishing boat uh, in the. Uh, we knew that. Yeah. So
4: <laughs> 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 that explains a lot. <laughs> wow (laughs)
3: i really think that was gonna go that way (laughs) but uh no um i think i'm kind of like kendall and, and probably a lot of it has to do with with where we live um and that the the closest place we can get uh any cigar city is is alabama so and and usually the only two you can really find are um well i, I guess you can get invasion now but it was hyalai was the main one you could get and then i think you could get maduro mm-hmm. as well but hyalai was the first one i had and um i was like man this i it was it was one of those things where yeah it did live up to the hype it was as good as i would heard
2: yeah yeah, and I'm the same way. It was the highlight, and weren't they at GABF last year? They were, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I'm. I mean, I'm thinking that's probably when I had a variety of things to drink besides the highlight, and I kept thinking, "Wow, yeah, this is this is one I need to go, you know, I seek had out."
3: And a variety to drink at GABF too, and I remember none of it, so. Good. That's probably good. Glad
2: I'm remembering for you then. That. Well, wow.
3: that's why I hired you.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: All right, back to the show. Dave. Okay.
3: So let's uh, let's get down to drinking some beer. All so right. So today I will get the honor of doing the sudge ratings, or I guess the sudge ratings get the honor of being done by me sounded kind of
0: dirty i don't know if I should. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I this is uh, a family-friendly show yeah, day. Yeah. Yeah.
4: okay yeah. moving on
3: family friendly beer show um so today we'll be reviewing the, tasting these beers and rating them using our signature our suds ratings and signature belching sounds here are those suds ratings now number one that sucks give me anything but a bud number two was that a belch number three ah what a relief number four a body should really not make that sound and number five listen to that hang time give me another
2: Okay, Dave. <laughs> that was awesome. I um, guess. So, start talking about the beer, buddy.
3: Uh,
4: oh, we're drinking. Stop. We're, we're stop talking about beer. Stop buttons. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, you give me this big screen full of buttons, and you say, "Don't push them." <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> All right, so um, so I'll tell you what I what I like, and then you're going to tell me about it. Are you going to read the description?
2: I'm going to read the description, buddy. That's
3: what I thought happens around here. Yeah. So, I guess we're doing our top three each. Is that what we decided on?
2: Three-ish.
3: Yeah, yeah, three-ish is good. So, I'm going to do three, and Mark's going to probably do three, and then Kendall's probably going to do four, and you're going to do 16. Somehow, we only tried 10.
0: <laughs> That's pretty so. close. Yeah.
3: yeah um,
2: I, I think you're right on there, buddy. Uh,
3: all right. Yeah. So the first beer I want to talk about is the first uh, Cigar City beer I ever had. hi Oh yeah.
2: Hi-Li IPA. Uh, for those of you that do not know, is is American-style IPA um, at 7.5% ABV. It, um, according to the description from the company it pours copper in color with notes of citrus and topical fruit in the aroma flavor has upfront citrus bitterness with a hint of caramel and citrus and tropical fruit hop notes in the finish would you like to add anything to that sir
3: No, because that's exactly what I wrote the tropical (laughs) notes in the finish. Are you the copy editor? She stole your notes. I know, right? (laughs) Who do you think printed that out today? (laughs) No, um, this beer is as good today as I remember it the very first time. Um, You know, I think all of us, we drink so many IPAs and pale ales and hoppy beers of all sorts that at times, you know, it's weird or, you know, it's hard for a certain one to stand out in the crowd, Um, but I think High Lie has a very or High Lie has a very distinct flavor and, uh, oh, it just started raining, sorry sorry for everybody Um, uh, so, I really enjoyed it and I gave it a four a four yeah
2: a four a body should really not make that noise.
3: <laughs> can you tell we're not getting paid for this? <laughs> cool. All right. So, my... Yeah, it's number two? Number two... Number two is poop. Oh, my number... My second beer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite button, by the way. Yeah, noticing that. It's the only one I can reach. I know what it is because it's red. It's it Dave. Um... My second beer is Florida Man. Florida, Florida Man. All
2: right. Mm. Very nice. Very nice. Let's see where Florida Man is. Okay. Um, Florida Man is an American double slash Imperial IPA at 9.3%. It is named after an infamous Twitter account. Hmm. Look
4: it up.
3: So, yeah. So, you know, um, like, you know, I'm not a big... Twitter or Twitter or whatever. And so, but, uh, you know, like you see in the news, those weird stories about, you know, Florida man arrested after attempting to make love to a tree. Or, which actually actually that was a Tennessee man, but that really did happen. (laughs) Down in Florida. Uh, Yeah, he was in Florida, but, you know, the trees are friendlier down there. Um, But anyways, so uh, all these random news stories you see that start Florida man or Florida woman or whatever, uh, I guess there were enough of them that started Florida man did this or this or had this happen that – um, it became like a, ph- a phenomenon down there and everything. So, uh, Cigar City decided to dedicate a beer to them, and it is a big, uh, big hoppy double IPA. And um, Reverend Mark, what is the difference between a double IPA and an imperial IPA? You
1: know, that's that's something we talk about a lot as beer judges, and I, I mean there are some some guidelines that would you know help you draw line if you will you know as you're as you're trying to ferret that out uh, but a, a an, an imperial ipa uh, tends to be more like a barley wine ipa whereas a double ipa is just hoppier hoppier and, and okay. it's it's bigger all over yeah um but i think
3: those two terms are oftentimes very interchangeable that's what i thought i thought yeah that it was just two different ways of saying the same thing it, it
1: mostly mean. is but you know i do find that there is there is some
3: uh,
0: conjecture
1: i guess over sure. that
0: yeah and yeah. you know, i think about this week the uh, 120 minute just came out and you nice. know that's a great example of imperial ipa where nice. i would say 90 minute is more of a double, double IPA. yeah i
1: would put the emphasis on an imperial being as big as they get you know sure whereas a a, a 2x ipa is just beyond the line you
3: know yeah yeah i like that i actually like the way you guys said that because that actually makes more sense now doubles a little bit more but then a an imperial you, there's no no ceiling you know you, it can go anywhere but i guess until maybe it hits barley wine then then it's like what's an imperial ipa versus what's an imperial uh, an american barley wine
1: right and then there's even the 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 3x ipa that i you know, you, you see from time to time. So We're not going to talk about yeah. anything
3: that starts with the the three, three, exes three exes <laughs> on this show. I forgot right? all
1: about that. Family yeah, friendly. Yeah.
3: friendly. Yeah. The show.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, anyways, uh, I think Florida Man is a really good beer. Uh, it doesn't really drink as big as it is. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually a pretty well-balanced beer to be, I think, 9.3% or something like that. So um, I gave this one a four as well.
2: Uh, 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 My body should really not make that sound.
3: That's what I hear all the time.
2: Okay. And...
3: Last and certainly not least, possibly most, uh, my favorite beer out of the entire flight today was Maduro.
2: Maduro Brown Ale. At 5.5%, it is their brown ale. Please, do tell.
3: Oh, so um, so this beer, being like 5.5%, it packs like an amazing amount of flavor. There's chocolate, a lot of chocolate, um, a little bit of toffee. It's almost like drinking a candy bar, like a really good good old candy bar. But uh, it's very balanced and smooth. Um, it's got a great mouthfeel, and, and I really, really think it's probably one of the better brown ales. Um, That I personally have had. It's got a great, even the aftertaste that lingers is nice. And I gave this beer a five. Wow. Listen to that
2: hang time, give me another. And we're going to take a brief break, Um, listen to our sponsor for a minute, and we'll be right back. hey guys welcome back um this is our brewery takeover with cigar city and next up is reverend mark going to talk about his top picks
1: it was really hard i mean we're drinking a lot of cigar city today so <laughs> 10
3: 10 now, cigar city beers that's crazy
1: this is really hard to just narrow it down and i was really surprised of my top three at least two of my top three uh, so i'll start out with the one that surprised me the most and, and that i'll is? explain for obvious reasons later or reasons that were obvious to me
3: was that a pumpkin beer no <laughs> oh.
1: if it is pumpkin i'm changing my mind here no it's this is excellent. I actually I went with the Big Sound Scotch Ale. Oh wow! wow. Yeah. Now I have to say that I don't drink a lot of Scottish ale or Scotch ales. When I first got into hobby brewing, uh, I really you know sort of was enamored with the the wee heavy, which this is uh, uh, a good illustration of that style. Um, but you know this is one of the beers, one of those within that beer class that's. Uh, a very malty beer uh and i really like this particular interpretation it's strong it's a you know eight and a half percent uh alcohol by volume um but i think it's a really nice introduction to people who you know are just kind of getting into um craft beer and i think it's an inter- really good introduction to the wee heavy style Uh because sometimes, to be quite honest, it can it can be so malt forward uh, that it tastes mm. kind of like an English strong ale that's been laced with Ovaltine.
3: And uh, wow,
2: that's a neat way of putting that. But no, you're so right.
3: Did you see that on a bottle somewhere?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just the image that comes to mind every time I drink some of this stuff, and it's just like, oh no, there's just too much. Um, but that's not true with this particular you know um variation Mm. uh so i think it's got really solid malt it's got some real good kind of biscuit aromatics going on a little bit of dark fruit kind of some cherry aspect and it has just enough lingering sweetness to make it you know nice and kind of savoring but not off-putting so Mm. i just thought in terms of it being just a really good wee heavy i had to single it out
3: Mm. see i I was getting like coffee in it, and that and it threw me off a little bit. I almost felt like it was, it almost tasted more like a stout to me in some ways, right? Yeah,
1: but it's a little on the sweet. It's a little on the sweet side to be yeah. kind of a stout, even an true. imperial stout. But yeah, I mean there there's some characteristics that are parallel, I guess. But I was I was really impressed. Just as like what is really true to style, and I thought this really uh, nailed it. Very so. Cool. That's my first one, and I will gladly give it uh, a four. Uh,
2: four. Uh, a body should really not make that sound.
1: Cool. Oh, noise. Next. All right. What's my next one? This one also kind of surprised me. Um, we'll hear what everybody else has to say in a minute, okay? I really did. Um, the Jolly Ollie. Um mm. and, and and here's why. Uh, sure, it's not Holly Oli. Holly okay, Oli is it? Holly fine. Oli. Does say Ollie? Okay, <laughs> Joe. I'm sorry about that. Uh, anyway, it may be one of my favorites of today because of the lineup um, of of hops that it showcases. Yeah. Um, you know, in the in the hop intensity would uh, you know, apparently is is there? It's an 84 IBU um, beverage. Um, but it doesn't really send your palate into the stratosphere mm. you know i mean it's it's very solid it's there but what i like about it was the malt foundation which i'm sure has to have some maris otter a good bit it's fermented with american yeast so it kind of has a clean you know sort of influence on the beer itself mm-hmm. and um it um it seems to just profile all the different like hot varieties which i think they're about 10. Mm-hmm. so uh you know i just thought that it's a little off the uh you know the main uh the road that we mostly travel when it comes to ipas and and imperial style ipas this sure. is this is more of a european um interpretation or more getting back to the basics of it being an imperial I mean, rather a European or English style, uh, but with the um, the addition of the American yeast, I think yeah. that it finishes a lot more clean as well. So, huh. for whatever reason, just on any given day, this and this being that any given day, I really like this one. Nice, and uh, cool. I'll gladly give it a four. Again, a body uh, should uh, really uh, not make uh, that sound.
3: Man. Cool. Reverend Mark's getting surprised left and right here. I know. Yeah, I
1: am. No, no, yeah. And I would have, looking at what I was going to drink today, I said, yeah. oh, yeah, like that, like that. And and actually, these last two, I knew, they were not as familiar. So, this last one, though, I have to say, Dave and I have not really collaborated on this, Uh-oh. but I'll have to tell you that my top pick is the Maduro. Really?
3: Yeah. Oh. Yay. <laughs> i don't really yeah i'll play that it's
0: a complete waste of time
1: <laughs> we just duplicated yeah <laughs> uh i think it may be the single best brown ale just basic brown ale yeah. commercially produced going in america right now uh it is extremely approachable to a fault yeah uh, it's well attenuated uh so that it uh, keeps it from being not even the least bit sweet uh It's not a a hoppy, uh, like an American brown, you know, that sometimes you get a lot of hops going on with the brown. It's not not that uh, kind of brown ale. And I think that it just allows the more subtle tones of the coffee and the roast and the chocolate to just kind of all meld together and i have to say that you know this is sort of like the the benchmark that i'm going for my daughter's getting married in about another six weeks and they have requested a brown ale as one of the beers that i have to produce for their reception nice. and this is what i want to hit i think that you know those who dr- don't drink good beer are going to really like this so this one like dave i'll also give a five to.
2: wow listen to that hang time
3: give me that. To be. Yeah, really impressive. Now you're on the good side. <laughs> May
1: the force be with us. All
3: right.
2: All right. Up next is Go to Boy Kendall. So, what are your top picks?
0: My top three ish picks. Yeah. And I'll
2: leave it at that.
0: Three plus. <laughs> Well, uh, do have three here, but um, I want to give an honorable mention, <laughs> like I like to do. Yes. To the sarcasm, just be- as you said. <laughs> just because, I mean, I, how can I pick three of the of ten Cigar City beers and not pick Highline? You know, I feel right. like it deserves a mention just because it is a fantastic yeah, IPA. Absolutely, it's very rich, flavorful. I'm getting a lot of just a piney resin. Uh, Got that little bit of light caramel In the malt backbone going But it's got a bright crisp citrus finish on it And Mm. it's just It's close to a perfect IPA as you can get So I I just wanted to give a shout out to it It's a fantastic IPA
3: You might as well go ahead and rate it Yeah man
0: Well I give it a four Okay We're trying Uh, to give it a four uh,
2: uh, uh, (laughs) My body should really not make that sound
0: Okay, so my number three beer has already been mentioned as well, and that's the Florida Man. Of course. Florida
1: Man. Florida Man. Florida Man. man.
0: (laughs) I'm a big uh, double IPA guy, but there's also a lot of double IPAs that I don't like. Yeah, Um, Some of them are just hot bombs that are so aggressive, they rip the enamel off your teeth then there's those other ones that have such a strong caramel backbone that all you taste is the malt yeah um even though it's supposedly 70 80 90 ibus mm. it's still just very caramelly. this one i thought was a great uh great balance uh, and for double ipa a very easy drinking double ipa i think you mentioned that yeah. Dave. It does not does not drink like 9.3 percent. i'm g- guessing seven seven and a half max so there's some assertiveness there in both the malt and the hops yeah but they're well balanced and it's not overpowering neither side is um stronger than the other
3: and that's not exactly easy to do especially at at that alcohol level you know because the the more you're more of anything you're putting into something the harder it is to maintain that balance you know
2: oh yeah sure you know and you want to get heavy handed with it because after all you're making a big beer so right, yeah. yeah having that balance is
0: so interesting. but I, I will say as it's warmed up that alcohol is coming out you can taste it a little more than when it was cold and and that's one thing i'd say A florida man might be dangerous when he's cold uh, yeah. Because it hides that alcohol, but no, as it warms up, you can sense it.
3: That's the nature mm-hmm. of Florida man. That's why you know people <laughs> people move south. You know when when the weather
0: gets cold. Oh so my gosh. Really enjoyed the Florida man. Uh, giving that a four. A
4: four.
2: Uh, my body should really not make that sound. That's
3: kind of like Florida in itself. You know, once it warms up, all the liquor comes out. You know, the <laughs>
4: spring break and.
0: All those kids going down there and Mm
3: -hmm. beer bloggers headed down there to get in trouble. I hear you, man.
0: Okay, so my number uh, two pick, nobody's mentioned this yet, uh, the Invasion Pale Ale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Mm
2: -hmm. So the Invasion Pale Ale, let me just find it quickly. Okay. Um, It is uh, 5% ABV. Which is really interesting. Um, it says golden color. Invasion Pale Ale is CCB's rendition of a sessiony hoppy ale. The aroma is quite tropical and offers suggestions of peach, mango, lime, and papaya. Upon further exploration, Invasion has a light caramel malt character, laced with a slightly a slight breadiness, and the finish relinquishes a bounty of tropical and citrus hop flavor and bitterness.
0: That's the thing I was thinking about. I didn't even read the description but taken away from this was that sessionable i think this holds up to what most people are marketing as session ipas these yeah, days
1: i would say so yeah yeah
0: you yeah. could call this a session ipa and get away with it this is a fantastic pale ale mm-hmm. my tastes have been changing over the last year i'm getting away from the more caramelly pale ales and ipas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's even um i saw an article the other Day where a lot of pe- uh, breweries are reformulating recipes, like hmm. Star Hill just reformulated their IPA yeah. to get away from the more caramelly side to a lighter malt.
1: I agree. Right. I think even if caramel is used, it may be a, like a really uh, uh, on the higher end of the Lovabon, and just a tiny little bit for color, but none for flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I agree. But so this one, I, I, it had I picked up that lighter malt, that kind of a more bready malt, but without the caramel. Um, The hot bitterness is very noticeable, but yet it's not overpowering. It's not assertive. It's just pleasing, and it's a very drinkable pale ale. And of all the pale ales I've had lately, um, this is one of the better ones I've tried. So I I could drink a lot more of this. I'm glad it's in cans. Uh, It makes me almost want to drive down to Alabama, and (laughs) pick up a few six-packs. All
1: right.
3: Road
0: trip.
1: Road
3: trip. Mike will go. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. So,
0: uh, yeah, a lot of citrus and pine in the hops and just a very nice drinking um, pale ale. So, I'm giving that a suds rating of four. Four.
2: My uh, uh, body should really not make that sound.
3: So, I wanted to ask you, you know, that was pretty interesting about getting away from caramel. Is Do you think that's because um, a lot of the hop varietals or uh, there's a lot more hop varietals that are coming out with different flavors and... The caramel, and and then also a lot of people are not bittering as heavy on some of these IPAs. So the caramel, a lot of times, was to balance out that that bittering. So when you pull that the bittering hop out and let the you know end of boil or dry hop flavors sort of be the main characteristic for that then you don't need all that caramel and it just ends up kind of gumming it up and, and making it kind of sweet i think you're right right yeah. yeah i think
1: it mutes it can mute a lot of the 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 hop varieties that are now being used yeah and you know one of my favorite kind of go-to american ipas um if you go back to the classic sort of benchmark beers yeah. is uh, anchor liberty oh yeah and and it's a it's a very golden ipa Mm-hmm. And uh those hops just really those American hops really like pop. Yeah. You know, because there's no caramel in there. So True. I like
4: that.
0: Yeah, cool. the uh, the tropical fruit flavors and the other fruits you're getting from some of the newer hops just stand out so much better when the malt just kinda takes a, a sidestep out yeah. of the picture and just lets the hops shine.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: So, what'd you give this puppy?
0: Um
4: he, he already yeah, yeah,
3: we just oh, did yeah. that, but I'll oh, do, it yeah. do it again. you? Yeah, four. Do it again. Okay, fine. Give it a double really four. Yeah. Okay, so fine. I'm gonna fine. give it an eight. <laughs> an eight. Okay.
2: Um, we will be.
3: Well, I've got one more. Oh,
2: okay. See, that's what I got confused yeah. about. Okay,
3: so, got one more glass of beer on the table his, here. His his third yeah. beer was his second favorite.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so my first pick, and I just. I had to pick this one. Nobody else has yet, but I've got to pick the Florida Cracker as my favorite beer. That because, was my honorable mention. That yeah. totally. That was my next one. It, yeah, I no. I told Reverend Mark earlier before the show that if if there's just one style I was stuck on a on a desert island with, it would be wit. I love wit beers. They're just so approachable, drinkable, and as much as I love double IPAs and barrel aged stouts and you know lambics you know sometimes i just want a nice simple beer yeah and for me that's a wit and mm-hmm. this is just i think a fine example of a, of a great belgian wit yeah um, absolutely and it's, it's pretty darn near perfect you get that little bit of crackery bready, breadiness in it um there's a very crisp carbonation to it it's got that orange lemon coriander And all of those things work really well in this. And when I say it's a perfect wit, I really mean that. And that's why I'm giving this one a five. Oh, wow. All right. Listen to
2: that, Hank. Give me another one. Very cool. All right. We will take a quick break and then we will end with me.
1: Wow. Yes.
2: Or not. hi guys welcome back uh we are continuing our episode and it's a brewery takeover with cigar city and up next is me to Hmm. talk about my favorites
3: notice she did not say top three or four five six seven eight yeah Yeah.
2: hold on we
3: know it won't be more than ten (laughs) <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> yes, I can make up something. That's no 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 no. Seriously. Um you'll just have to be surprised. The first thing though no, the go first away or I shall taunt you a second time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the first one that I want to talk about is something that oddly you guys have not talked about. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, it's the Highlight IPA but the white oak version nice. of the Highlight. Yeah. So this one is seven uh, and a half percent and It is an American white oak version of the highlight India pale ale the white oak adds smoothing notes of vanilla and slight hints of dill to the aroma and flavor profile. The finish is elegantly dry due to the light tannin notes from oak aging and though still loaded with hop flavor. Hop bitterness is more restrained. And, um, yeah, this is like a 70 IBU, um, hoppy beer, but I really, you know, we talked about highlight. Well, a lot of you talked about Hylai and just, you know, and how wonderful it is and kind of sets the standard, um, for IPAs and believe me it is. And I, I totally agree with you, but this, the Oak version to me just like brings it up, like, you know, takes it from 10 to 11, um, I, I just thought it had this smoothing effect, and I love the oakiness that was in there. I never thought that oaky against a real hoppy IPA would be so good together, but it really, really is. Um, I know, I just don't get a lot of barrel-aged IPAs in my life. I'm sorry.
3: You are so mm-hmm. neglected. <laughs> I, I am, and
2: you're going to have to correct that, buddy. Um, but anyways, I, I just I, I love the balance in this, and I thought it was really good and i'm gonna have to try to seek this puppy out um this one i gave a four A body should really not make that sound i'm sipping for a second um the second one that i wanted to talk about was one that reverend mark talked about and that was the jolly ollie okay i'm totally Uh, in agreement with you on this puppy
3: well thank you
2: you're welcome you're welcome um
3: did you guys know that the part of the reason they created Jolly Ollie was because uh, well, part of it was because they like skateboarders. You know, an ollie that's a skateboard move. But the other reason was people would mispronounce highlight. Oh yeah, so they would call it yeah. jo- Jolly. So, um, well, there you go. Yeah, you know the first time I fun fact,
1: first time I had a highlight, I was at like a kind of a noisy party, and someone said, "Here, have a highlight." So I thought. And I thought, this is the best Miller High Life I've, I've ever had. <laughs>
2: okay, you yeah. thought that too. So did I. I know that sounds really weird, yeah. but I'm like, is there an accent is, off yeah. or something? This is
1: really good Miller yeah. High Life. Yeah yeah.
4: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I wow. know, I know. Well... Okay, for me, first of all, I loved. Yeah, I'm I, like I wrote down like love this, and it's hoppy and it's malty and it's like when California meets London and they have a child. This is that
3: child.
0: They would name it Ollie. Mm.
2: They would name it Ollie.
0: It's a fine British name.
2: It is, yeah. you know, Oliver Ollie.
3: Right, but I, I don't think California would agree to let London name the kid Ollie. <laughs> I would want to name it like Bianca or Apple.
2: Yeah, but don't they grow olives in California? Maybe. Well, they grow avocados they too. Do. You're gonna to name your kid. Yeah, no, I think they do. So that would be like, mm. okay, we got like you know, the the Cali feel of the vegetable with
3: Oh, the, they could name it Cali. No. Cali? No. Thank oh, you. Whatever. Thank you. Did. But whatever.
2: No, I, I mean, first of all, this doesn't feel to me like 7.75% ABV. No, This, this no, feels a all. lot lighter. But that being said... <laughs> it's stuck. It's stuck, right, whatever. I promise. No, that being said, it's like, I mean, you get that malt backbone, which is there, and it's beautiful. But then the hops hang over the top, and it's it's so well balanced i really really enjoyed this beer and um and yeah.
1: it wasn't just an american hop citrus no. explosion It there was a lot of that in there you but said there it, were like, there 10 was, hops yeah there were so so you had some yeah. you know probably some fuggles and some east kent Goldings mm, and you know I mean, so, so so you yeah. got a little bit more you know kind of spice yeah in there too so yeah
2: yeah, and that's what I enjoyed about it, too, is the fact, okay, some hoppy beers, when you say that you're going to have five, eight, nine, ten varieties, it is like hop explosion. You can't tell what's going on, and you get, like, all this acidiness, but they really balance that out, too, in itself, and I, I just, I can't say enough about this beer, and um, I gave this puppy a four. A body should really not make that sound. Yay!
3: Yay for you! Yay for me! And jolly Ollie.
2: Okay, so the other one that I wanted to talk about, which I'm surprised that you guys didn't talk about, was the Azimuth Session IPA.
0: I didn't know how to say it. That's it why it was a good beer. It. That, that it was also in my top five. Was I didn't. Oh,
3: I
2: didn't think good. it was. Yay! Um, I
1: thought it would have been really wonderful if I would
3: had 20 ounces of it.
2: Yeah. Um, there's that.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I thought yeah. it would have been better if I hadn't been drinking bigger hoppier beers all around it cuz I felt like it got lost in the shuffle a little bit
0: Well I I hit that pretty early cuz yeah. I knew that some of these other beers were going to blow the palate a little bit so I worked my way up and I actually hit the Azimuth uh my third or fourth beer see you
3: drank smarter and i drank harder
1: (laughs) (laughs) now didn't they outlaw this because it's hallucinating no that's the other stuff yeah Yeah, that's the other let's
2: let's that's a different episode but but thanks though um no so this puppy is 4.2 percent and the azimuth is the angle between the north vector and the perpendicular projection of the star down onto the horizon yes yeah, and it's usually measured in degrees, and this concept is used in navigation, astronomy, engineering, mapping, mining, and artillery, except for the fact that this beer is brewed by um, Cigar City and Coronado Brewing Company in San Diego.
3: And they have never fired artillery at anyone, um, to my knowledge.
2: Do you know that? I mean, uh,
3: to my knowledge. See, you can say anything you want <laughs> to your knowledge. It, 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 yeah. If you say if you end it with to my knowledge, you can you can make the most outrageous claims ever. It's almost like saying with all due respect, but okay. you can say, you know, um you know, Reverend Mark has 17 wives to my knowledge. To
4: my knowledge. <laughs> as
3: far as I know. Could be 19, yeah, could be. <laughs> You know, maybe he got rid of one of them. And now he only has 16. Who knows?
2: Okay, fine. Thank you. Well, I I thought it was a great name for the beer and then also a great beer. I mean, in terms of session IPAs, I thought this one was really flavorful. Um it it was a nice balance between hoppy and malt. Mm-hmm. Um and I, in part of my notes, I was saying that it's such a big flavor profile for such a low ABV. I could really get in trouble with this one. Like, you know, I want to drink this like water under an umbrella mm-hmm. at a beach or something like that. And um, this one I gave a four as well. My body should really not make that sound. And one last one that, well, because I had a hard time. I did. No, and I was you could have a uh,
3: You know, I was laughing because you only had one more. I was like, That's weird. Fine. fine An honorable fine. mention is due.
2: Yeah. No, the um, the honorable mention that I want to do is another one that um, Reverend Mark had talked about, which is the Big Sound Scotch Ale. Um, mm. Yes, I. That is a beautiful beer. So. This one is um, at 8.5% and um, Big Sound Scotch Ale is dedicated to their good buddy Gino, the most punk rock bagpiper you will ever meet, and the rest of the men and women of the Tampa Bay Pipes and Drums. It's brown in color, Big Sound makes huge notes of dark sweet toffee with underlying mild notes of coffee in the aroma. The flavor starts with a light, with a slight note of cherry, and then opens into a Goliath of malt character, with notes of dark sweet toffee, coffee, and mild notes of toasted bread in the finish. Big, sound Scotch ale pairs well with haggis, Highland game, huge heads, enormous pillows, and of course, bagpipe music. Mm. I don't quite mm. understand. The they kind of lost pillows. me with the huge
0: heads. <laughs> What's Nate, the old Mike Myers line? If it's not Scottish, it's crap. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well,
2: anyways, um, to reiterate what Reverend Mark had said, this is an awesome introduction into the world of what is a Scottish, you know, wee heavy. It is It's just so beautifully balanced. There's so many flavors going on. I got, a, um, obviously, a lot of maltiness and cherries and toffee and dark fruits but it was still light enough to not be too alcoholic overwhelming if that makes any sense mm-hmm. because i tend to think a lot of we heavies can be over the top and you know you almost have to water them down like you do with whiskey just to be able to get all that flavor you um, should
3: water it down with some whiskey and see if that would know Okay, Um,
2: I'll have to try that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Fine. Um, But anyways, like Mark said, you know, it's a really great introduction into the into this style, and um, just really impressive, you know, for Cigar City being a brewery that has been known for their hoppy beers, um, you know, and and sort of their over the top flavors. Um, you know, in their flavor combinations of, of different beers. This is so nice because, you know, it's just a I hate to say it, but a wee heavy is a plain style. You really can't do anything to it, but yet they made this so well. And um,
1: Absolutely.
2: Thank you guys. Just keep doing what you're doing. And this puppy I gave a five.
3: All right. Yes.
2: Listen to give me another.
3: I just got a huge heads reference so i married an axe murderer
0: exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look at the size of that boy's cranium i, <laughs> I enjoyed that beer too so maybe top six yeah. i'm just i was keeping a tally here as we went out of the 10 beers <laughs> nine were mentioned yeah so hey well which one so
2: was yeah let's talk about that poor kid that was left out which
0: was a good beer Oh yeah. yeah, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Do you?
1: Do you? Do you? Um, I have no idea. Oh yeah. Was, yeah, but it was a gusher. It, yeah. was, it
2: was a, gush- that's gush- it was a gusher. I, that's why. Yeah. That's why I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. So um, this, the one that we haven't discussed yet, which we will, is Impy Barbicane's Moon Gun from Sierra City. <laughs> um, it is an amber, an American amber slash red ale, five um, percent ABV. MP barbicane is the president of the fictional baltimore gun club in jules verne's novel from the earth to the moon and so
1: and uh, get the machine that goes Bing!
2: and that too um yeah <laughs> that's because so, they
3: were trying to build a moon gun that would launch three people to the moon i won't tell you how it ends okay It's called it's called
1: a laser. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! All right,
2: so so let's talk about this beer.
0: It was a good amber ale, but that's the thing: amber ales just aren't sexy. Nobody puts amber (laughs) ales at the top of the list.
4: (laughs) One sexy beer. See,
3: and it stuck on its own that time. because it you know ambers are sexy
2: <laughs> ambers can be sexy sure sadly this guy well
3: yeah, you know. okay. hey some right. gen- gentlemen prefer blondes i guess
2: i guess i guess
3: i think it may have been a little
1: better but and it probably wasn't bottle conditioned but it just seemed to because it was very overly carbonated when we uncapped it It just just seemed to not really balance on my palate the way it might have. So we'll give you you another try on that. Yeah,
2: Yeah, it didn't for me either. I I just thought that something was a little off about it. Um, Maybe it was because it was gushing. I don't know. Dave, if you got any
3: notes. I just didn't. It made me angry when it it spilled. It spilled on me. But you shouldn't have been shaking it the way you did. I was nervous. (laughs) You were nervous. (laughs) Well, Well, there's
2: that. Okay, but overall, I think this was a really great flight, and
0: it was. Yeah,
2: a a great. um, I mean, besides the fact that we can't talk about, you know, the stout which I love, um, I, I thought it was a great collective of you know of different styles that they have not only the hoppy stuff but you know the brown ale and the scotch ale that were not so hoppy if you will and um you know in terms of a brewery in general i mean this is a really good brewery because they're not just one particular style specific that you know they go all out in many directions and come up with like really good consistent
3: flavor it would be cool to to go to the tap room, you know, and see what new little things they have and try, you know, I I think the MP Barbicane is a, was a one-off, you know, but something like that, you know, get it fresh off the tap, see it, you know, taste it when it's new. Um, and even taste highlight, you know, fresh off the tap. I've only had it, you know, you Mm -hmm. know, in a can before. Mm -hmm. So it's that good, you know, in a can coming, you know, from Alabama, how good is it you know um straight out of the you know a couple days old
1: yeah and i think also the the, the florida cracker i mean you know uh whit beer is supposed to be served like right out of right away the fermenter practically you know so to have it there at the bar would be phenomenal
3: i'd say location show cigar city tap room let's make it happen let's go
2: yeah really we need to do that Well, anyways, um, I think this was a pretty good episode, but sadly it is that time when we have to say goodbye to Mm. our family of listeners. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and you can catch all of our many episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We love to hear your feedback and you can reach us on at. In- you can reach us online at info@sipsudsmokes.com. At our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sips Sud Smoke and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode and the other episodes that you listen to. Um, That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Make sure you go and check out our sponsor, Peabody Wine and Beer Merchants, at www.peabodyswineandbeer.com. And, briefly, go to Boy Kendall. Tell us about your blog.
0: My wife and I blog about beer... (laughs) At BeerMakes3.com, and there we try to share the good news of good beer. Nice.
2: Well, again, I'd like to thank everybody for coming today. Go to Boy Day.
3: Oh, that includes me? Yeah, it does. Thank you for letting
0: me be here. Wherever Mark. So good to be with everybody.
2: Yay. And go to Boy Candle.
0: Cheers, everyone. Always drink good beer.
2: Well... Thanks again, and we just ask you to keep on sipping.